0: making room. He gets to the 50. He gets to midfield. He gets to the 40. What an athletic display by Trey Ford. He's magic. He is the magic man of the Canadian Football League right now. He's got a line to the net. He'll come in. The shot gone. Home for great stories, local heroes, and everything you need on the Oilers and Elves. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law.
1: Live at Clear Drake Arena, join us mid-Anthem. Here's the rest of O Canada. And it is the U of A Golden Bears hosting the Calgary Dinos tonight. Good showdown here in Canada West Hockey, so we'll keep you updated on how this one goes. You just heard Oilers now with Bob Stoffer from this very location, and now I'm jumping in. Always fun to be on campus, be at Claire Drake. Big thanks to Connor Hood and his staff here in the uh, U of A Athletics Department for welcoming us tonight. Angie Cornell is here doing our... Set up and all our tech. Good to see you, Angie and Kellen Kennedy back at the 630 Chet Broadcasting Compound. Here's what is going on. In the NHL tonight, just a couple of games. The Blue Jackets lead the Flames 1-0 with 14 minutes left in the third period. Devils and Islanders in a 3-3 tie with about three and a half minutes left in the third. Baseball, Astros beat the Rangers 5-4, so they go up 3-2 in that best of seven. And the Diamondbacks lead the Phillies 2-0 in the third inning as the Diamondbacks uh, are trying to even that series two games apiece. The U of A Golden Bears football team is in Winnipeg playing the Manitoba Bisons. One minute left in the first half. Golden Bears leading it 19-7. If the Golden Bears win, they go to 6-1, and, and they will host a playoff game for the first time since 2005. So a win tonight. They're guaranteed to finish either first or second in the conference. So uh, pretty cool season for them. The Edmonton Oilers practice today at the downtown community arena. Uh, man, oh, man, I'm sure many of you are thinking, well, they need it. They do need it. They have looked very subpar in two games especially, and... uh even in parts of the two other games. I mean, they obviously lost to Vancouver in the second meeting between the two teams. The Nashville game, I mean, they did win 6-1. Nashville did have uh, some push, but that was clearly the Oilers' best game so far. So, anyway, you can get in touch, 780-496-0063. That is the hotline presented by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed, pro all the way. 7804960063. You can email the show, inside sports at 63Shed.com. I guess you, if you're listening, you're probably not coming to the hockey game. You would have been here already. If you uh, know anybody at Claire Drake Arena, I have some canned ham shirts and I will give them away basically to anybody who comes up and says hi to me, which is, is very difficult for some people because I'm extremely awkward to talk to and look at for that matter. But uh, we'll give out some Inside Sports Canham ham shirts tonight, so that is going to be fun. What we're going to do right now is catch up with our weekly guest here on Inside Sports. He is presented by Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Former NHL goaltender. Grew up in Edmonton, now a broadcaster with the NHL on Rogers. It is Kelly Rudy. Kelly, welcome back to the show.
0: How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Reading yourself?
1: Well, I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. Uh, It's great to have you on the program. And uh, we're going to dive right in because the Oilers, my goodness, uh, another, uh, I think I called it a dreary effort, a dreary game at the start of overtime Uh open line last night. Hyman and Nurse spoke today. They said there's no panic. The level of concern is low. I thought Darnell made an interesting comment uh, saying that he wouldn't have a lot of faith in his teammates if he didn't believe that things were going to get better. is is what they're saying a good thing is is that what you want to hear at this time even if they're not playing that well that they're not freaking out about it
0: oh you shouldn't freak out about it uh now certainly isn't the time to uh, point fingers and freak out and and uh lay blame or you know i I, i I heard what Fogle said last night after the game, and I totally agree with that. Like, there was clearly some frustration with him and some anger, and that's okay. You can have all those range of emotions, right? You know, the Oilers didn't expect to be in this position, uh, uh, but I, I think that it's it's there's no, no reason whatsoever for anybody to go, oh, here we go, and uh, they're going to be in trouble and dig out of this ditch, and it's going to be hard. They're just way too good a team uh to uh stay in this situation for very long at all.
1: Yeah, Hyman was asked about sort of the, the chatter on the bench during games and he said it's fine. He said the, the chatter's good, the you know the but the positivity is still there, even if there might be a little bit of frustration. W- would you've been I know sometimes you might have been in, in net, but also there would have been games yeah. if you were backing up. You're on the bench the whole time. Like is there a concern if players get quiet you know what i mean that they lose that energy yeah
0: yeah they and they do and that is always a concern uh it doesn't matter if you're four games into a year or uh 74 games in uh when it gets quiet that uh I, i i've never i never liked that because that to me when you get quiet oftentimes means you're, you're giving up hope in that game and that you've resigned yourself to the fact that uh, it's going ugly and you can't dig yourself out of this one and you'll most likely lose. And, and that's just my experience has taught me that. Typically, if you fall behind and you're, there's still lots of chatter and, and there's uh, lots of talk about uh, how you're going to get the next one or whatever the, the cliche may be, then you still have a hope, but when it gets really quiet, that's uh, that's not a good sign. And the, and the other thing is the guys addressed all the problems. Like I heard yesterday, Woodcroft talk. I heard heard uh, like I mentioned Fogle. I think Derek Ryan spoke. Uh, that you know, it's it's simply just hard work, and you can find that you can get that back. That's that's easy to rectify to a certain degree. If you don't have good players, that's hard to fix because then you're just not good enough but they're a good enough team. They just have to find their work ethic and they will.
1: Well, and that's a good lead into my next question because a lot of times when we talk about slumps, it's uh, a, a guy just can't hit the net or a or goalies having yep. trouble with a certain type of shot or a certain situation in a game work ethic i know we all like to believe it should be there every night and it should be the same every night but it isn't like can you just have a slump where you you can't find the work ethic or you just can't seem to get to the level you need to be at
0: well and and the problem is you think you're working as hard as you possibly can and unfortunately everybody sees it that you're not and you look lethargic but I can tell you, you're, you're given what you think you have, everything you have. It just, uh, and I don't know if this is, if they've ever done a study about this, but I found every once in a while uh, from my playing days, sometimes you get out of training camp and you're exhausted. I mean, now having said that, uh, we, we never had the days off like they have. And, and so they really manage their rest uh, way better and they understand that part of it way better. Uh, But I I know sometimes, uh, you know, training camp can be grueling, not only physically, but mentally and then, you get off to a bit of a slow start and you wonder why you don't have your legs. You're wondering, I haven't played a a game since like a meaningful game since the playoffs. And I, I just don't feel like I have a lot of energy, but it always comes back. It always does. If you continue to, to uh, fight through and uh, it'll be, this is something I think we even talked about this maybe last year with the Oilers at some point, uh or a couple of years ago, at some point we'll be looking back on this day and go, why all the concern there, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be 15 games over 500 or 20 games over 500. At some point we'll look back and go, well, that was kind of a waste of time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope we reach that. And we did last year. <laughs> I mean, they started, uh, Three and three last year on a six-game homestand. They were ten and ten after twenty games, and we know yeah, how, so, where they finished. So they, they just got to get there. I, yeah. You made a good, you just made a good point though that I I wanted to ask you about about training camp. Now, when you play, the training camps were longer. Yeah, they were. You Kind of went to training camp to get in shape. That's what Brownie always tells me. So now, now they kind of start training camp and you have a preseason game like on the third day, but you've had the captain skates and it's not just the Oilers that, that did that, but I'm like wondering did teams, and and I'm not trying to make an excuse for the Oilers because every team does some form of the captain skates now, but can, can you almost get over, not over prepared, but does like can that sap energy where you're there? Okay. If it's the last week of August and we got to act like it's, right? it's go time already.
0: Yeah. Well, I think to a certain degree, yes. Uh, you know, there's such emphasis on training, which is a good thing. And uh, you know, uh, uh, to a certain degree, I agree with Rob, you know, the last part of our career, we were in fantastic shape going into training camp. So Uh, it may be early on when I played in the early eighties, there wasn't nearly as much training, but certainly, uh, uh, when I was uh, playing in New York and LA and San Jose, there was, there was a lot of fitness that went into it, um, and a lot of testing as well. Uh, but I, I just think sometimes it's, it's maybe not even just the, uh, um, the, the training itself, like i know the oilers aren't really in the same situation that we were in la but we had gretzky and so we were traveling everywhere i mean bruce McNall, he was selling out buildings right like we'd be in quebec city we were in uh uh, uh or we we're in gatineau we we're in uh, uh, cleveland we we're in north carolina we were all over the place and sometimes i'd get home and i'm you know, I was in good shape when I left and now I'm exhausted. So it's just two entirely different uh, timeframes.
1: Kelly, Rudy joining us then at Inside Sports. Yeah, I like that perspective. And that's a, that's a good me- memory of uh, how things change and what you had to do with the Kings yep. for sure. Yeah. All right, I got to ask you about this. And, and Brownie and I talked about it because he loves shootouts and what players try to do in shootouts. Sure. And if, if Jenny Kuznetsov went in he he was barely moving yep on a shootout attempt a few days ago and he yep. and this has kind of become his thing yes what I, what did you think of this and especially as a as a goalie it it sounds almost counterintuitive to say it's hard to stop a guy going that slow, but apparently
0: it is is—it is hard to stop a guy going that slow. <laughs> when he has hands like Kuznetsov, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but his hands are incredible. And that is his go-to move. And uh, I, in fact, I was doing the game with my par- uh, partner, Rick Ball. And so I witnessed it firsthand. And, uh, you know, there's he's not breaking any rules. There's no time limit. Uh, as long as he continues uh, to move forward, it's all within the rule book. So he hasn't done anything uh, that uh, anybody should be a- angry at or mad at. It was interesting, Reed, Uh If you read Eric Francis, his column at Sportsnet, he he did a poll with the players. So we've that game was on Monday. Tuesday we were we had a day off in Pittsburgh or in Buffalo. And then Wednesday the Flames had a practice. And so Eric Francis went around and asked almost all the players what they thought of that Kuznetsov play. And it was split about fifty-fifty, I believe, that some guys didn't mind it some guys uh hated it you know different reactions from everybody so i think that uh, it is an interesting concept and i hope the league doesn't do anything uh like put on a time limit you know i think that was that play took 10 seconds i hope they don't say you have to have a shot off by five or seven seconds i think that that defeats the purpose of creativity Oh yeah. I hope, I mean, you have to keep the puck moving forward. So that limits how long you can take
1: in itself. And it's, I, I, and I said this to Rob the other day, it's a, it's almost a surprising form of creativity because when I hear creativity in a shootout, I think stick handling or speed. And he kind of, the stick handling is still there at the end, but he kind of went creative and like, and that's what I love about these players. They have to ask themselves, Hmm, what if I just hardly moved? You know,
0: like, yep. I love that thought process. <laughs> oh, totally. I agree. Like, it would have been fun to watch uh, how this whole, whole thing evolved, right? Like, you would have been at practice, and you would have been watching him practice, and all of a sudden you're going, holy smokes, this is working a lot more often than I thought. And that's probably what he thought as well. They thought, you know what? I'm going to try it in a game. and And lo and behold, it's turned out to be a great move for him.
1: If if like, if you were a goalie defending that, would you be a little mad? Like, would you be yeah. a little like, come on, man, get on with it.
0: Yes, I would be, but it doesn't matter what I feel. <laughs> it matters what everybody <laughs> else thinks. It matters what <laughs> that's often as teammates think. Yeah. All right. Well,
1: Kelly, I know you got a couple more days here on the road. Always appreciate you checking in. Uh, we'll talk some heritage classic and outdoor hockey next week. It's already starting to build here. You got it. That'll be
0: fun. we we'll talk to you next week.
1: That is Kelly Rudy checking in, courtesy Sentinel Storage. Shop Canadian, store Canadian. Head to sentinelstorage.ca. Live at Claire Drake Arena tonight. Hockey game going on in front of me. 11-16 left in the first period. The Golden Bears got a goal from defenseman Dylan Plouffe about three minutes ago, so they lead the Dinos one nothing here in the first period. Dave Campbell's going to check in from Winnipeg. The Elks play there tomorrow to end their season. That game's going to be on Kissing Country 103.9 and we have the Oilers and the Jets tomorrow night here on 630 Chad. Quick timeout live from Claire Drake Arena.
0: The Inside Sports Scoreboard on
1: 630 Chad is brought to you by Cougar Paint and Collision, our family helping your family for over 40 years and counting.
0: Hi, this is Leon Dreisettle from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Yeah! That's
1: clear Drake Arena tonight. 820 left in the first period. Golden Bears leading the dinos, Canada West Hockey and Canada West football. It's now halftime in Winnipeg. Alberta leading Manitoba 19-14. Oilers. Well, I was going to say getting ready to play Winnipeg tomorrow. Hopefully they're ready. They haven't looked ready in two of their four games, including last night against the Philadelphia Flyers in a very flat performance that led to a 4-1 loss. Wenger Zach Hyman today was uh, asked about the vibe on the bench during these frustrating games.
0: I think the chatter's good. I think guys want to win. Like, guys really want to win. And... Uh, and you know when you when you don't have the greatest start that we had like there's there's more chatter there's there's more uplifting right you want to make sure that uh everybody feels good about our group and confident of our group and and we do like it's kind of one of those things where you don't have to really talk about it because we have a a strong self-confidence in in the group
1: and defenseman darnell nurse commented on what needs to change for the oilers
0: yeah i think our work ethic and uh you know, our work level can go up uh, this time of the year every team comes out and they're playing hard to their system uh, it doesn't matter who you're playing against and uh, a lot of times it's uh, matching that that compete level and then you know having a little little higher sense of um, execution and we haven't uh, we haven't done it so for us we got to get to that level and you know we can dwell on the past dwell on the start so far but you know it's as simple as just coming out and having one good game tomorrow.
1: All right, a little bit there from Darnell Nurse. We will touch base with the Edmonton Elks. Dave Campbell is in Winnipeg to broadcast tomorrow's game. End of the line for the Elks. What should you expect? And then uh, what's going to happen in the early stages of the offseason? I think we had a touch on that, too. Live at Claire Drake tonight. Bears up 1-0 on the Dinos in the first. It's Inside Sports on 630, Chad.